Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Welcome, welcome. Everybody have a good week? All right, now let's be honest. (laughs) Just kidding. How many had a week that just kicked you in the face? Okay, we got a couple. How many had an amazing week? Awesome. All right, there's a plethora of all kinds. That's awesome. We love that. You know, God is a God of seasons. And whatever season you find yourself in, guess what? A new season is coming. So get ready. If you're in a season of winter right now, you feel a little dead inside, you feel a little dry, feel like things have withered away and fallen off, guess what? Springtime is coming. If you find yourself in a great time of summer, hey, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Claim it all. But every season is for our good. Amen? Amen. Hey, I'm so pumped about this series. We're in Elijah Hall's lead pastor in change. And uh, it's just, I can't wait to dive in. So you ready just to dive into the word? Let's go. Let's go. Uh, We're in a season... Right now, this is our season in the summer months of moving mountains. And can I tell you, it, it's it's one of those seasons where you just look at each other, like me and Ashley have looked at each other a couple times now, and we've like, this is a season that's just gonna blow our minds. Like <laughs> already, it has been one of those seasons where we look at each other, we're like, what the jazz is going on? What is God doing? He's incredible, he's amazing, and he's on the move. And it's, and it's one of those seasons that, you know, uh, we say this all the time, but it's not one of those seasons we just claim it, right? Because we're not those Christians that just believe in a fairy tale. Amen? We don't leave our doctrine in church. Okay, that's silly. Uh, this is real life, and uh, we're living it out. We're seeing God at work in our real life. Not just on Sunday, not just when we feel good praising Him, you know. Oh, my, my brothers and sisters are by me, so I'm praising, you know, it just feels good here. But we take it to our real life. This is this is a season, Monday through Saturday, what God is moving in. And it's not one that we just statement things, okay? We're not a church that just, we believe that God can move, but we never see Him move, okay? This isn't a season where we're saying, He's moving, He's going to move mountains, and we're never going to step in to actually move them ourselves. See, the beautiful thing about the season is God has empowered us with everything we need in order to accomplish moving mountains, Sorry, this thing might snap it on. Let me try it again. God has given us everything we need in order to succeed in this season of moving mountains. Isn't that amazing? God just doesn't state it. He already instated what you need in order to accomplish it. I can get pumped about that. Because there's a lot of mountains in my life I want moved. There's a lot of territory I want to take, but there's a mountain in the way. God has called me to so much more than I'm at right now currently, but there's some barriers I got to get out of the way. There's some fears I have to speak to. There's some obstacles I got to get around. There's some barriers in my mind, in my heart, in the way that I present, in the way that I love, in the way that I accept, in the way that I believe in God, in the way that I invite people to church. Come on, somebody. In the way that I pray for people to get miraculously healed. Hello. Am I just preaching to myself today? No. There are some mountains. 
is that I need move. Yes. I cannot stay where I am currently. Neither can you. Can't afford it. God has called us to way too much as a church to stay where we are currently. And so we're in a season of moving mountains. And my prayer for you, and I've just been covering you. So if you ever go throughout your day and all of a sudden you feel like a rush of peace, a rush of boldness, a rush of like, ooh, God, you're here. Just so you know, that's Pastor Elijah covering. Okay? I'm just going through our database just saying, all right, God, who do you want to move through right now? What obstacles you got going on right now that you need to pour out your spirit? And you should see me. My neighbors think I'm crazy because sometimes I get loud about it. Because I believe something. I believe that when I pray, things happen. I believe that my voice has power, power of life and death. And when I speak life, when I pray life over you, guess what's happening in the atmosphere? It's shifting. And so when you feel that, just so you know, I'm in my room just covering you, screaming. <laughs> Sometimes I get crazy when I pray. Anybody else pray with attitude? I get a little attitude with the devil because he just makes me mad. Because you know he's this scrawny little weakling that doesn't have any power, right? Do you know that? Maybe you've been raised with this picture of the devil as this ultimate evil and, and him and Jesus are clashing in a battle. And... But the ultimate true story is that the devil has already been defeated. He actually has zero power. The only power that he does have is when we empower the lies that he states. So when he states a lie over you that you're no good or you're unqualified or you can't do that because what if and look at your past, where you've been, where you've come from, what you've messed up in, you are not worthy. Whenever you empower that lie and say, you know what? Wow, I am not qualified and I am not worthy of his, I'm not worthy of his glory. I'm not worthy of carrying the calling. You empower the devil then, right? When we step into those fears and say, oh, I don't know what's going on and this is so uncertain. We empower the lies that are around us. That's the only time the devil gets, gets power is when we empower him. But I get a little attitude when I'm praying. So I'm like, enough is enough. This is God's city. These are God's families. Just so you know. That was, that was a, an added on bonus, okay? That wasn't even a message, but I just, I'm stoked about it. I'm stoked for this season for us as a church as we do the, the 90 day challenge to really step into what God has for us as a church. Hey, if you haven't stepped into the 90 day challenge, or maybe this is the first time you're even hearing about it, we're doing 90 days, right? 13 weeks of being consistent, going to church, just keeping that regular and making sure that it's like, Ask for me in my house on Sundays. We set it apart to come into a place that gives us life, right? All day, all week long, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, death, 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 death. I don't know where you work. I don't work with a bunch of Christians all around me. It's like, oh, it's just Jesus time all the time. So it's like, Spirit of God, you're supporting me. There's death, right? It's real life. And so we have to, we have to set up our, say, God, we're going to make it in our schedule, say, Sunday's a day where we get before you. We put our kids in a place where life is poured into them. We come into a space where we rub shoulders with people who believe the same and the Spirit of God is pouring out. We're getting life so that we can go Monday through Saturday and pour life into others. Amen? Yeah. So we're doing that as a church. The next 13 weeks, we're setting those Sundays apart saying, hey, and I challenge you as a family, I challenge you to make that a goal. And if you can get 10 of the 13, if you can get 8 of the 13, hey, anything is striding, but I, try, I just challenge you to do all 13. Don't, don't be crazy. Just, just do it. You can do it. 
promise you. It's one day a week. And then we're, we're stepping into all, every day, having an appointment with the king. And I challenge you that, not just to make it a time where you just check it off the list, oh, I read my Bible. But treat him like a father. Treat him like a coffee date. Treat him like you're sitting before him saying, God, what do you want to say to me today? What do you want to speak to me? Because in this season, we're not just claiming, we're going to move mountains, and we're going to do incredible things, without talking to the creator of the season, right? The one who holds the outcome. The one who speaks the mountains into existence and then tells them to move. Like, this is the God of the universe. This king, and he wants to meet with us daily. So we're doing that for 90 days. Just set an appointment in, in the morning. First part of our morning. We're tithing our first part of our time to the Father. Saying, it's yours, God. No more getting out of bed, rolling over and saying, who liked my post, right? How many are guilty? Let's all, you know, let's be real. You know, to raise your hand, but y'all know. And it's just... It's a habit. So we're setting new habits in this season. Say, God, your priority. Cool? And the third thing is tithing. Man, I challenge you is if you call this place your home, even if you don't, I, I challenge you to consider it. Tithing just makes sense, and it's a selfish thing, honestly, for you. Because um, tithing is for you. It's one of the principles that's set up to bless you. Um, then when you give above beyond that, we'll talk about that in, in following weeks because I believe tithing is just like the starting point. Like, if you're not tithing, just get there. That's that's a great spot to start. Um, if you're already tithing, I challenge you to get giving goals. Get uh, above and beyond. Really step into this life of generosity. Uh, tithing is for you. Above and beyond is for everybody else. So you start thinking, all right, how do I want to bless, you know, let's say the kids' ministry, missions, overseas. How do I want to bless the youth and, and what's going on in the next generation? How do I want to pour into the city? That's generosity. Tithing is selfish. It's for you. It's going to bless your home. It's going to bless your relationships. It's going to pour favor on your life. It's so selfish, but do it, okay? So this season is just a season of really setting ourselves apart. Say, God, we're serious. We want to see mountains move, but we're not just going to state like, God, you do it all. We're stepping in and doing our part so we step into the calling. <sighs> Woo! All right, you ready? All right. Let's go. Um, if anybody can track down my iPad, that would be great. I love you all so much. Um, I just need my iPad. I can do it off my phone, but I'm old. Anybody else old with bad eyes? Oh, thank you, Jesus. I went to the eye doctor uh, for the first time in like five or six years. The eye doctor was like, what's that? Oh, that's not my iPad. Yeah, we have a lot of iPads right now. Thank you, thank you. You're like Captain Obvious right there, right? Heine, you dummy. <laughs> thank you, appreciate it. Um, today I want to look at uh, Scripture to set the foundation of uh, the second part of this series. So the first part of the series, we just talked about drawing circles. And in this, in this series, we're really talking about how to complete what God has promised and provision for us. Um, how we feel like sometimes you have a calling or a purpose, and sometimes even you have plans, um, but they don't always succeed to the fullness, right? And so you have this like half circle. Right, where you, you have plans, and you plan to get there, but you only get halfway, and you're like stuck on a lot of things. So this, this series, we're really focusing on how do we draw circles, not half moons, <laughs> not even three-fourths of the way circles. How do we draw complete circles in every aspect of our life? Um, so we're going to talk about finances. How do you draw that full circle of really stepping in to being a blessed life? How do you, how do you draw a full circle in your community? And in, in a, a culture of isolation, 
right? Culture where we're more disconnected now than we've ever been as a society. Um, how do we step into that zone of really just uh, coming alive in community of how we were created to be in that full circle of really being alive in Christ? Can you give it up for our, our team there, please? They're literally insane. They're not insane for real, but you know what I'm saying? Like insane amazing. Um, because whenever you go somewhere and you don't notice things are going wrong, that means the team is amazing. Um, so way to go, team. We have an incredible team here uh, at Change, and I'm just so thankful for them. Uh, would you stand to your feet? Let's read this scripture to get a foundation set for today. Like, why, you didn't even preach yet? No, that was just the start. Okay, that was just the intro. <laughs> In John chapter 15, verse 7, I want to set the stage. Um, it says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish. Everybody say, whatever I wish. And it will be done for you. Verse 8, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. Amen. Thank you. That's someone that understands uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Bearing fruit. So if you feel like you're in a space where you're praying and you're not seeing an outcome, you're praying in a space that you're not seeing fruit. It's one thing to plant a seed. It's another thing to see a harvest. It's one thing to have a tree. It's another thing to grow fruit. Uh, and this is huge. He says, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. Not just a little bit. Not just every once in a while, but that you bear much fruit. To my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. Showing yourselves to be my disciples. Verse 9 says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now, this is the most important part. You ready for this? It says, now... Remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in His love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. God, we love you so much. Thank you for your word. It's incredible. It's life-changing. So God, we turn to it today. We just open ourselves up and say, God, change us from the inside out that we can become the change to our world. We can become the change to our families, our workplaces, our schools. Let us really take this in God and let it transform us by the renewing of our minds. We love you, God, and we trust you. May we pray? Everybody said, Amen. 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 May be seated. I love this scripture. That Jesus really just sets it uh, down in foundation. I'll just say, remain in me. Remain in me. Remain in me. Remain in me. Today I want to talk about Drawing the circle of prayer and drawing the full circles of not just praying and believing, but praying and seeing. How many want to go from praying and believing to praying and seeing? You want to see that fruit in your life, right? Um, I don't want to be a Christian that I get to the end of my walk with Christ, if you would, you know, when I see Jesus. And I'm like, God, I prayed a lot of prayers. I spoke a lot of things, you know, just in belief that you were going to do it. And he says, Elijah, what fruit did you see? And I'm like, God, I prayed a lot of prayers. 
I didn't really see a lot of outcome, but God, I prayed a lot of prayers. I do not want to get to the Heavenly Father someday and not show him my bushel of fruit that I produced. Anybody else with me? I want a life of praying and seeing. Not praying and just believing, of hoping, right? Because there's, there's a space of hope and there's a gap, there's a faith gap that we have to step in as Christians where, you know, when we follow Christ, there's some things we can't see. There's some outcomes you haven't partaken of yet. You don't know. It's not there. And so there's that faith gap of stepping in. But there's a life that God wants us all to have. And it's this life of bearing much fruit. Of having it produced out of our lives. Now Jesus starts out with saying, if you. So he says this big if, 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 if. Now as a kid, I hated the word if. Because it's like, hey, we're going to go to blah, 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 if you get your work done. If you clean your room. You're going to have dessert. I say this to my daughter all the time because she has a big old sweet, sweet tooth just like her father. You can have dessert if you eat all your meal. If you have a couple more bites of chicken, how many parents in the building? Gotta get some proteins, gotta get some greens, right? You need to eat that, and then if you eat that, you can have this. So Jesus puts this if out there, that if you remain in me and my, my words remain in you. And I want to talk about this, aligning our prayers with the Father's words, Okay? And here's the deal with prayer. A lot of times we can view prayer as this one-sided conversation where we're talking to God and we're, we're, we're spreading out all of our needs to Him, right? I don't know how you were raised, but sometimes prayer can even be just based on praying over your meal. God bless this food to my body. Help it to nourish my, you know, my body. And that's what we pray. We pray at night. God bless us as we sleep. Bless my parents, bless my friends, bless whatever. And that is constraint of our prayers. And our prayers are this one-sided conversation where it's us talking to God. God, this is what I need. God, I want you to do this. God, help me here. God, I'm struggling with this. Right? It's this one-sided conversation. Do you know how far our relationship, if, if we were going out and, and, you know, talking and stuff, like me and my wife, we... We started dating, you know, and I, I pursued her. I had to do a lot of convincing to make her want to date me because she was just one of those, you know, untouchable women, you know? And if you're if you're a man in the building and you find an untouchable woman that is hard to get, I don't know if you're like me, but I am the kind that's like, oh, game on. I bring it. <laughs> let's, let's go. I, I got to get this woman. And so I did a lot of convincing to get her to date me. But once we started dating, it would be crazy of me to think, every time we go out to date, I am going to do all the talking. She is not going to say one word, and I'm just going to speak to her. I'm going to tell her what I need. I'm going to tell her how to help me. I'm going to tell her all the things on my mind and my heart. How do we know that relationship wouldn't go very far? We wouldn't have a communication back and forth. I wouldn't know anything about her. Now, she would know I'm a very needy man. I got a lot of needs. Got a lot of things that, babe, you just need to help me with. 
You know? And sometimes this is how we treat our relationship with God. If we take him out on a date, we say, God, hold on. I got a lot of things to say. I need this. I need that. I got a lot of things I need you to bless me in. There's a lot of struggles. And we come off as this needy date that just needs. And he says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, then for the Father's glory, you will bear much fruit. He's talking about this communication where it's not only us talking to him, but it's his words speaking life in us and giving us a voice of what to pray for. Amen. Amen. The Father has so much purpose that is out of his mouth already. Just waiting on us to attach ourselves to the purpose, marry ourselves with His voice, letting His words remain in us so that we can become a part of the purposes of God. How do you want to become a part of the purposes of God for your life? At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at This Is Change PHL. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.